close your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. On this week's show we're chatting to legendary jockey Noel Feely from Copine who was inducted into the West Cork Sports Hall of Fame at the Celtic Ross Hotel on Saturday evening. We'll also hear from Conor Horrohan, who was crowned overall sports star of the year on the night, as well as talk to Cork's under-20 All-Ireland winning captain from 2019, Peter O'Driscoll. But Kieran, before all that, let's chat about the night as a whole. The calibre of athlete on show in Ross Carberry on Saturday was remarkable. You and I were there to speak to some of them. You gave a speech and were involved in the presentation and judging of the awards. So what your main takeaways from the evening? I like and we kind of mentioned it on the night itself, Jack. But the and we've mentioned it here in the podcast a lot actually since we've been doing this. But the caliber of athletes and sports people in West Cork is absolutely phenomenal, and you could see it again in the room the last night. You had a world champion roar, Fintan McCarthy. You had a world champion kickboxer, Tony Stevenson. You had an All Ireland winning captain, um, Peter O'Driscoll. You had Melissa Duggan, an All Star footballer, one of the finest ladies footballers in in the country. You had a Hall of Famer, and Noel Feely, a man who obviously um, you'd have chat and we listen to that interview later on, but one of the, the greatest jockeys that this country has ever produced. Um, go through some of the other nominees. Inya Breen, an Ireland Rugby International. Dara McElhinney, a European under-20 athletics bronze medalist. Um, Josh Witcherly and Jordan Hodnett um, both won Grand Slams with the Ireland under-20s last year. And in fairness to John Hodnett, he came all the way down to the awards on Saturday night after playing for the Munster A's against Connacht so um, again that just shows I think the kind of esteem that these awards are held and that people make that extra effort to attend um, Melissa Duggan finished work in Cork at 6 o'clock straight into the car and flying down to Roscarbury to be at the awards Noel Feely flew home especially for them it's just these are such a special award scheme they're going 22 years now and they're getting bigger better and stronger and it's all thanks and all because of the local sports people we have here in West Cork. I don't think we no, we do realise how lucky we are. Um, like I said, the calibre was absolutely off the charts. That's not even mentioned the Youth Award winner, Fiona Keating, from Coursey Rovers. Fiona is uh, an amazing young talent. Um, she won All-Ireland minor Camogie football titles with Cork last year, kind of almost top scorer in both teams. And she played two basketball games on Saturday with her school before she even came to the awards. So... Um, Again, the talent was off the charts. It was an absolutely brilliant night. Helped massively by Jackie Hurley, the, our, our guest presenter, our guest talker. Um, Jackie has very strong links to, to West Cork. Her mom is from Roscarbury and Jackie herself is from Ballinhasig, which you said in the night is right on the, on the border there. Kind of, You could claim it as West Cork. And we were on Saturday night. Her speech was absolutely brilliant. It was just a phenomenal, phenomenal night. Again, great celebration of West Cork sport. And we haven't even talked about the winner yet. No, we'll, we'll come to him in part two. But just in terms of your own self-worth, did you feel inadequate being surrounded by all this greatness on Saturday? I have, I, I, I did feel kind of inadequate as, as a, both a person and a failed sports part, um, participant. 
Well, I can relate to that on 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 a, on a lot of levels as a failed sport person, and yeah. But us us Kerry people have this inbuilt confidence, you know, kind of we never feel kind of kind of too down in a room. But you have to be blown away by the brightness of the stars that were that was in the room on on Saturday night. Um, we've said it before here. We really are lucky here in the Southern Star that we've such an array of talent. And if you look at the the overall winners of the the Celtic Ross West Cork Sports Star Awards over the last number of years. We're talking Gary and Paul O'Donovan, who we all know what they've achieved. Phil Healy was last year's winner, Ireland's fastest ever ever woman. Shane O'Driscoll and Mark O'Donovan won it in 2017 after they dominated the, the worlds of the lightweight pair. Uh, Lily Delacour won it before that. Before that was Laura Guest, who won a Grand Slam with Ireland. Um, the, the list is a who's who of West Cork sport. Go back even further, Graham Kenty, you know, and so many great, great sports people. So um, now a credit to the all those sports people and the bar is set really, really high, but I've no doubt there's so much coming up in 2020 and we, we'll start with the monthly awards again quite soon. We'll be back on the horse again and um, looking forward to another huge year for West Cork sport. Well, speaking of getting back on the horse, one man who's gotten off the horse what a segue I don't get enough credit for my segues but keep going uh, I don't think you can own the segue considering I was the one who actually you know um, put it into put it into play but regardless we will compromise we'll, we'll get 50-50 of the credit forget look I, I, I'm, I'm rambling now Saturday night yeah. I was lucky enough to chat to Noel Feely who was inducted into the sports hall of fame Noel of course we've spoken about him ad nauseum on this podcast he's an absolute legend of the game of horse racing and I started by asking him what it meant to be inducted into his own local Hall of Fame uh, it's, it's, it's a big achievement um, to be recognised locally um, that's why I make the effort every time I get um, it's my fourth time getting the award here obviously the Hall of Fame this time I got the monthly awards the last time I always try and make the effort to come back um, get a flight home and try and collect these awards because um now, these are important to be supported by people of West Cork, and um, it means a lot. And uh, obviously, you only retired last year, so the Christmas just passed. Was your first Christmas out of the saddle? How did you find that? Did you go racing? Did you come home, or what did you get up to? Uh, I didn't. I didn't go racing on Boxing Day, St Stephen's Day. Um, I just watched it. There's a lot of good racing, so I watched it on television. But whereas normally I've been, I've been to Kempton over the last few years, King George's, and everything else. Um, stuck in the thick of the action but it was quite nice this year to have a bit more relaxed Christmas and um, able to enjoy it a little bit more with the kids and be able to watch the racing on the TV it was, it was quite nice for a change And so Kempton at Christmas was obviously probably one of the biggest meetings in your career in terms of career achievements you had the, the double with Silvignaco Conti yeah. where does that rank in terms of your career highlights you've had, you've had numerous where does Silvignaco Conti rank it's right up there when I went to England if someone told me I'd be riding on you know riding at that meeting um, you know over Christmas Boxing Day King George meeting if, I, if someone told me I'd be riding at that meeting the alone riding in the King George and winning it that would have been a dream for me going to England but um actually be riding that, at that meeting for the last few years and uh, to win, the, to win the race twice and be taking part in all them big races over Christmas that's, that's massive and um, look, they're, they're the days I look back on and really appreciate and your career spent many years and you had many great days, you won the champion hurdle twice, the King George twice as you mentioned the 
Queen Mother Champion Chase, of all the great horses that you rode, is there any that has a particular fondness for you? I suppose, like you said, Silvia Conti, um, he was a horse. I, I rode over, you know, I rode him as a four year old. I was still riding him when he retired as a, I think, 11 or 12 year old. I rode him right through. I won, won seven grade ones on him, um, two King Georges. He was a fantastic horse, and I suppose he's one that will always rank. People will remember me you know, associated with him um, because we won so many big races together. I was reading a piece by a fellow West Cork man recently, uh, Richard Forrestal in the Racing Post, and he spoke about how you were a late bloomer in terms of your grade one winners. You were 32 by the time you won it. Won a, won a grade one. You'd won many races before that. Do you think there's any reason that, in particular, you were a late bloomer, or was it just the time was right? I think um, I probably didn't go to England until I was 22 as an amateur, which is quite late anyway, probably. Um, and then I think I was riding. I was riding more winners every season, um, but it's just getting on that grade one horse are so hard to find. You know, the, the big horse on the big day, um, and then there's a little bit like buses that came along once I rode one. They seem to come along a bit more often, but it's so hard finding them. And it's the same for a lot of young lads now in the wear. I see you know, there's plenty of good lads there, and they just need a good horse. And I think I was probably you know the same. I just needed a good horse, and once it, once I got one. You know, people start to take notice and think, well, you know, he can do the job. Now, I try not to keep it too much longer, but when you won at Cheltenham last year, when you kind of announced your retirement, you eventually retired a couple of weeks later at Newbury. But the interview you gave to Liddy Hislop on racing TV that day, I would consider myself a racing fan, so when I watched it, I was quite emotional watching it. It was one of the most emotional TV interviews of all time. And I just wonder how, how you feel looking back on that. Do you feel that you retired... At the right time, you obviously got out on your own terms. So when you look back on, on, on those moments, those, that's a TV legend, that interview, from a, from a fan's point of view, so from the actual person who gave the interview. How, how do you remember that? Um, I, think, I think it was kind of a build-up, I suppose. Um, I'd been very ill last January um, and, and February time. I was in hospital for a month nearly, and um, you know, it was looking like I was going to miss the rest of the season. And then I, I, kind of, I got the all-clear things started to turn the corner right. I really had to work on fitness and everything to get back in time to ride at Cheltenham. And I only kind of just made it back. And I, I suppose when I was lying in hospital for a month, I was really ill. Um, I was kind of you know, thinking, you know, if, I, if I miss the rest of the season, there's no way I'm getting fit again for another season. It gets harder every year. And um, I kind of, that kind of made me think I won't ride again for another season. And then I thought, well, if I write winner at Cheltenham, I'll, I'm going to announce it. And um, but then I didn't really have. I had a few chances earlier on. I thought would win. They didn't win. I had a 50 to one chance. Um, I thought, well, she probably won't win. So I suppose it was a build-up. I thought it was probably never going to come to anything. And then um, she popped up and won. And I found myself even saying in the interview, you know, I, I think this will be my last festival. I, I couldn't even actually come out and say this will be my last festival. <laughs> so, it, it, you know, once I'd said it, it felt right. And, um, you know, I, I don't miss the day, gr daily grind now. And um, I really enjoy watching racing still. OK, two more questions then, Noel. Firstly, you are in fairly exalted company at the top of the top jumps riders in the history of British and Irish racing. You're in uh, a line there with the likes of Davey McCoy, Ruby Walsh, Barry Garrity, Richard Dunwoody. Do you think having the likes of those riders riding with you at the same time, did that drive you on, did that motivate you, did that help you get to the, the peak of sport, which is which, what you achieved at the end? 
Yeah, look, I suppose they were raising the bar all the time. Um, AP raised the bar for everyone else. You know, before he came along, um, the likes of Richard Dunwoody, and me, I remember Richard Dunwoody used to take January off. He used to ride up through Christmas and then take a month off during January and then ride on for the rest of the season and then didn't ride for the summer. And them days are gone. You know, AP rode 365 days a year. If there was racing on, he was there. And I think that made everyone else work so much harder. Um, and I think I think I was lucky. You know, people say you're unlucky. You rode when in the year when you know, there was a great band of jockeys riding. But I think I was probably lucky to ride against such a great band of jockeys, and that probably makes you raise your game. And I, I, I think I think AP McCoy, Ruby Walsh's are probably the best we've seen. And um, you know, to be to be riding against them and be able to hold my arm with them, I think is um, you know, I think that makes me feel good. Yeah, well, as you say, <coughs> it almost elevates your achievements. Because you were riding against legends of the game, you're obviously a legend yourself. But to actually be riding with these exalted figures, it, it raised your game. But finally, no, so, yeah. I, 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 I'll just ask you one more question: What's next for Noel Feely? Obviously, you're like any racing professional; you're not going to leave the game behind. But what, what, what are you? What, what do you envisage for yourself in the next few years? Are you, are you going to train, or what do you? What no, do you I won't do? be training. Um, but I, I've, I'm buying and sell a lot of young horses. I'm breeding a lot of horses. Um, I'm pre-training and breaking horses and I'm running um, a syndicate an old field racing syndicate which has started really well um, and look, we're looking to have maybe some runners at the Cheltenham Festival um, and if we can pull that off that would be really exciting and try and build that a bit more So you heard it here first folks the old field racing syndicate get online, get involved thanks very much Noel, congratulations thank you, cheers thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. As we mentioned earlier, Aston Villa and Ireland midfielder Conor Howlihan was crowned overall sports star of the year on Saturday night. Kieran, you were part of the judging committee along with our editor Con Downing. Could you maybe talk us through your reasons for picking Conor above all the rest of the high calibre level of athletes? Like we said earlier, the calibre was off the charts this year, but Conor really did stand out for us. Um, when you see what Conor achieved in 2019 alone, um, you can you can see just why he was picked as the West Cork Sports Star of the Year. Uh, Connor was a man of the match for Ireland against Gibraltar in a Euro 2020 qualifier. Connor scored the winning goal for Ireland um, against Georgia in a Euro 2020 qualifier, and that was Connor's first goal for Ireland. Connor then became the first West Cork man to earn promotion to the Premier League when Aston Villa won the promotion playoff last May. So Connor became Ireland's first ever Premier League footballer, and he made his debut in, in August away to Spurs. Then Connor became West Cork's first ever Premier League goal scorer when he notched his first goal against Norwich last October and at, at the moment he has seven goals to his name for Villa this season and he's their second top scorer and just to say as well that Connor's West Cork's first ever Republic of Ireland senior international so you can see from that alone Jack there's a lot of firsts there like kind of this is a fella who's from Bendon he's only over the road he's um, started off at Bendon AFC and it's just it's so great to see a local fella achieve so much on like he's playing in the greatest league in the world you know kind of he's um i was chatting to him on on friday 
after he was surprised with the Sports Star Award earlier that morning, um, I'll talk about that now in a second, but he was just saying, just to play in the Premier League alone, and he was involved in the Villa team, he got last six months to Man City there a couple of weeks ago, and he said they're the greatest team he's ever played against, and to be playing against those calibre of players, and just to see how good they are, is kind of, is amazing. And to think that he's a local lad playing at that level, um, so he was a very deserving award winner, but he couldn't get there on the night, um, which which was a big thing. Very important to stress now that Conor Horan did not know that he was the winner of the overall award until he was surprised at Villa's training ground last Friday morning. A uh, plan was hatched in, in the background once we decided that he was going to be the overall winner. And in fairness, Aston Villa were on board from, from the start and they, they were absolutely brilliant to deal with. So last Friday morning, Helen Witchley of the Celtic Ross Hotel made the flight over to to Villa's training grounds in Bodymore Heath um, and she was ushered into the media centre there and Connor was unaware he was over getting ready for a training session at half nine when he was told to report over to the media centre. He had to look over some footage to do with a, a documentary, a made-up documentary that never existed in the first place. So um, when Connor walked in... Um, he was totally surprised and shocked to see Helen Witchley there in the first place and then to learn that he was the West Cork Sports Star of of the year. And you can see it all in that fantastic video that we're going to play quite soon. So this was all very top secret. Only a select few people knew what was going on. And in fairness to Connor, he kept the secret in. Um, he didn't even tell his parents or any family and friends or anyone about the award. And I was actually talking to him on Friday evening um, and he was actually he was humbled to win this award um, he was even saying like he's flying the West Cork flag for, for the people back home um, across in England he acknowledges and knows how strong sport is here in West Cork and he actually made the point that he's been nominated a couple of times, he's won a couple of money awards but he never won it before so it did sound like it was something that he, he did want to win at some point which is again shows the calibre of his awards and how highly the local sports people hold him so um we put out the video then on Saturday night at the awards after he was announced. And you were there, Jack. It kind of, I think it just blew people away to see a Premier League footballer, an Ireland international from Bandon, kind of just address the crowd. Yeah, well, you say I was there, but we're just going to go a little inside baseball <laughs> for a moment because the video, which I, I was aware of, mm-hmm. uh, but there was a very few. The only reason I was told was because I had to schedule it to go out on social media. Uh, that's one of my jobs here at the Southern Star and so I was told to schedule it for half past 11 because mm-hmm. that's when it was going to be announced and it was just going to work seamlessly but half 11 came and well, our 25 past 11 came 25 past 11 came and our excellent guest speaker on the night Jackie Hurley was uh, still speaking mm-hmm. um, so Kieran panicked I had to make a call he had to make a call and he sent me <laughs> little old me up Back to my, my hotel room to try and re reset, reschedule the, the post, the yeah. post on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. But of course, by the time I got back down, the Conor Howard video was playing, and all the crowd were were overjoyed to be watching this. A great piece of video, as you say, from Aston Villa. But I was now sweating at this point, having run up to my hotel room, only to to then not be able to reschedule because it was too late, and also miss it in the ballroom and miss the reactions of Connor's parents Connor's family Connor's friends all the other people and it was quite special like, it was one of those where were you moments you know and Jack was rushing down from his bedroom after trying to reschedule 
the post. But we, the we, things but, I do, the things I do for my work. But it, it was quite special. And again, like Connor's parents, uh, Helen and John, were surprised on the night. They knew absolutely nothing. And they were they were blown away too to see the video of, of, of Connor like um, chatting chatting to them and to, to the whole crowd so um just a great night again and the video from with a big help of Aston Villa TV who did a superb job and they turned it around so so fast for us so um I think it's time to hear from the man himself now like we said there Connor couldn't make it on Saturday but thanks to Helen Witchley of the Celtic Ross Hotel who headed over to Birmingham to surprise him and give him his trophy he did have a few kind words for us all Sorry, I can't be with you tonight. Um, just a, a couple of quick words to say. I'm absolutely honoured to, to win the Sports Star of the Year award. Um, you know, it came as a huge surprise to me, and this morning I presented with the award. So um, it's been a, a, an exciting morning. Um, a special thank you to all my family who are there tonight representing me. I know mom and dad and, and the rest of them um, won't have a clue about this. I'm going to keep it surprise for me. So. Um, Enjoy the night. Thank you for representing me and thank you for all the support and for everyone who's come come, come there as well tonight. Um, a huge congrats to everyone who has won the awards over the, the last 12 months. Um, it's been a fantastic year and, all, uh, and over the years it's been fantastic years um, for West Cork and, and all the sports stars. You know, you're representing the West Cork so, so well. So a huge congrats on your awards and uh, all the very best for, for the next year as well. Thanks to everyone there again tonight. Hope everyone enjoys the night. Um, and thanks to Celtic Ross Hotel, C103 and the Southern Star. Take care. Another man we spoke to on Saturday was Peter O'Driscoll of Island Rovers. And Kieran, with senior league action set to get underway in a few weeks, it was a good chance to catch up with Peter and to chat about the much-anticipated West Cork Group of Death. Yeah, we'll be talking more about the West Cork Group of Death in the coming weeks and months before we preview the county championship. But Peter O'Driscoll shared his thoughts on... On a group that sees Island Rovers in with Newcastle, Castlehaven, and Carberry Rangers, um, Peter was one of our monthly award winners on the night, and he headed off then quite shortly over to Island Rovers' own celebrations in cases in Baltimore, where he was presented with another award. So it was a quite a profitable night for for Peter in terms of picking up awards. So um, let's listen to hear what he said. Peter, over the Christmas period, did you have time to look back on on what Cork achieved last year? Yeah, I suppose, you know, you'd be quiet during the Christmas and we're just back into training and stuff. So, you know, the few days going up to Christmas, I was able to look back at stuff. You know, I watched the game and stuff like that. You know, it was my first time watching it since, you know, since August. So, um, you know, it was good to reflect on that and the year we had. It was an incredible championship, obviously, beating, beating Kerry in the Munster final, then beating Tyrone in the All-Ireland semi-final. And that incredible All-Ireland final against Dublin, um, Cork were down nine points, came back to win by seven. It's the, it, it's the stuff of legend, really. Um, did you realise at the time what a boost that was for Cork football? Not really, I suppose, maybe a week or two after, you know, we were kind of, you know, I was out of work and stuff and I hadn't been meeting much people, you know, you were kind of trying to keep your head down, like, and 
you know, the amount of people that would come up to you and say, you know, you made such a difference and there was even people compared to 2010 in Crow Park that it was better in that, the atmosphere and stuff. So when, you, when you're hearing that, you know that you know, something special really did happen. I remember you talking after, like, that team was a very special team, like, 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 a, like a, a band of brothers, but such is the great, now you've all gone on to kind of, I suppose you'll be doing different things, playing with your clubs and so on, and you'll be in opposition from, from now on, but you'll always have 2019 and what you achieved that year. Ah, yeah, most definitely, you know, I'd still be in contact with a lot of lads, we, we talk regularly and, you know, we'd be seeing each other around the place, so, um, you know, from April onwards now we'd be seeing a lot more of each other in different games. You mentioned there that that's the county championship coming up. Island Rovers, obviously, in the, you could call it the West Cork group of date in the new Premier Senior Football Championship in with Castlehaven, Eustace and Carberry Rangers. What are your thoughts on that one? I suppose just a matter of taking it game by game. We'll, uh, we'll start off with the league now in the 2nd of February against Kent Torkin. We'll take it from there and just take it one game at a time. We won't look down, that, down the line too much. You know, we'll, um, we'll just take the new game first. And, you know, we'll have a bit of a break into August and you know, hopefully we'll get there. Ireland Rovers had a very good year last year, like in the league, winning Division Three, wasn't it? And and also a good run in the county championship. Are you looking to build on that this year? Most definitely, yeah. a lot of you know a lot of our core players are staying on this year, and you know it's it's a vital that we build on that team. You know, and there's young lads coming through and stuff like that. You know, um, if you don't know saying that, but like you know, it's it's vital like that we get another good year. You know, we don't want to be playing a relegation game. You know, in all, in September rather than playing county quarter final. The fact that there is three West Cork derbies to kind of focus the mind, I presume that's a very good thing for the team. Yeah, I suppose it is, you know, but like I said, we won't get caught up in too much now this early in the year, you know, it's only January, so the league in two weeks is our main, is our main target at the moment, that's what we're aiming for. How important is the league? The league's vital, you know, you, that's where, you, that's where you, you know, put your hand up for, first of all, making the team for yourself and then for the club, you know, you have different, you have different strategies to work out and we get a look at a few things like, you know, and, we're in Division 2 now this year, so it'll be tougher in Division 3 and there'll be a lot of higher competition. And your plan this year is to focus on Ireland Rovers, like you said, like a big year of the league, big year of the championship, so all your attention and focus is with Ireland this year? Yeah, all my, all my focus will be Ireland, you know, um, you know they, were, they were very good to me last year, you know, missing training and stuff, so I think I own this year. Oh, brilliant. Peter, thanks very much. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And before we wrap up, Kieran, maybe briefly tell us what to expect in this week's paper. I know there's going to be a great sports section, but there's also our annual Get Active magazine, mm-hmm. which is also out this Thursday. So a great a great week to buy the Southern Star if you're interested in sport, health or fitness. Yeah, um, good call there, Jack. Uh, you probably guess by now there's a big coverage of the West Cox Sports Star Award, so well worth checking it out for that. Another couple of headlines, Sacred Heart secondary school won a Munster Junior A College's title last weekend. We've interviews with Cork footballers, Cork ladies footballers, Cork um, hurlers ahead of the, the big throw-ins to the National League this weekend. And we'll have more of that in the coming weeks. Um, we've all the championship draws locally and so on. So there's, there's a lot in this week's Southern Star Sports. So it really is well worth picking up. And just before I finish up, Jack... Just to thank everyone involved in the Celtic Grass West Cork Sports Star Awards. Um, that's Helen Witchley, Neil Grant and all their team over 
in the Celtic Ross Hotel, JP McNamara and all the team at C103, Condowning, obviously, here in the Southern Star. And a special word, too, for Paddy Palmer of C103, who was unable to attend the awards last Saturday night. Um, Paddy is ill at the moment, but um, we wish him all, all the very best. And he was definitely missed on the night. He's such a larger-than-life character. Um, it, it wasn't the same without him. So if you're listening, Paddy, um, all the best for for the year ahead but just thanks to everyone who was involved in Sports Star Awards made it a, a very memorable night again and just just finally then finally finally this time I mentioned to Get Active magazine which is free in this Thursday's Southern Star and that features articles by former world kickboxing champion Lily Delacour and the benefits of combat sports in particular kickboxing and it's not just for elite athletes it's kickboxing is for everyone essentially is what Lily's saying there's a piece by Neve Hayes who works on today's show at RTE about going to the gym and not being intimidated by going to the gym gyms are places for everyone more and more people mm-hmm. are being welcomed into gyms you know historically people were afraid to go because of the weightlifting kind of stereotypes but Neve talks us through how to feel comfortable in the gym and there's much much more as well so uh, get active free in this week's Southern Star well we're picking up um, thank you for listening to this week's Star Sport Podcast we'll be back at the same time next week so if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify YouTube, Acast, Stitcher or wherever else you listen to the show